Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Ready? Ready. Okay, this um, this is a good, this is a podcast I've been looking forward to. Um, and we're going to talk today about abortion doulas. And I have today Alyssa with me. She is a student, a social work student. She's passionate about women's reproductive health and social justice. And I'm really excited to have this conversation with her. We met, oh dear, I should have remembered where we met. Well, I remember where we met. I remember all of it. But what was the name yeah. of the conference? It was... Um civil liberties and public policy or like clip yes um held at hampshire college yeah yeah and i kind of went to that like i was like i should go to that and then i was really nervous i'm super introvert so i'm like do i want to go be around all those people and like no i should really go and see what it's all about and i remember meeting Alyssa and being like oh somebody to talk to (laughs) yeah So I think we, I think you actually introduced yourself after I spoke on stage, which I was not expecting to do. Um, And yeah, we just clicked. And so we've sort of stayed in touch ever since. But um, that I imagine, do you go to a lot of um, events like that? I try to. Um, I went to Clip, I think I did the year before. Yeah. I'd been there. That's I'd been there once before. I hope yeah. to go again this year. Yeah. It really just depends on if I can like fit it in my schedule, but right. yeah. yeah. Maybe this time we can have lunch or dinner together. Yeah, that would be so fun. Awesome. So yeah. we kind of met by divine intervention and then, um, gosh, it was a while later. Was that in the summer or the spring? I don't know. It, anyway. It was in the spring. It was in April. Yeah, it's been many, many months. We've stayed in touch and then I launched the podcast and I was like, Hmm, time to take touch base with Alyssa. (laughs) So I'm excited that she um, was up for being a part of this conversation. So let's talk about what an abortion doula is. Um, So Wikipedia surely has its benefits and drawbacks, but when defining the role of a doula, they give the most comprehensive written definition I could find. So I'm just going to start by reading that. A doula is a trained non-medical companion who supports other individuals through a significant health-related experience such as childbirth, miscarriage, induced abortion, stillbirth, or non-reproductive experiences such as dying. A doula may also provide support for the partner, family, and friends. The overall goal of a doula in any context is for their client to feel safe, be informed, and feel comfortable, complementing the role of a health professional and providing medical care. So I thought that was a great definition. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was a full-time birth doula for a few years before I had my third child, and doula training and study gave me lots of tools, tips, and tricks. I knew when and how to use acupressure to support labor, how and why to use movement for optimal fetal positioning, the best sound and breathing to loosen up and open the body for delivery, 
But the thing I feel like I did best was holding space. As soon as I packed my bag and left for the birth, I began the work of clearing my mind, releasing judgments, and opening my intuition so that I could give the family the best of me. I was careful never to pray for any particular outcome, but to always ask for the highest good for everyone involved. I was a master at shifting my perspective and opening to faith in even the most challenging circumstances. I knew exactly how to mediate all the working relationships in a birth room, how to clear lingering ne negative energy, and call in extra support for spiritual and emotional well-being. I couldn't take away my humanness. I made mistakes, missed signs, wore myself too thin at times. <laughs> but I also recovered, learned, and grew to hold even better space the next time. Birth doulas still hold a statistically small role in the greater birth landscape, but their work has the potential to completely transform the birth culture and tie together the disjointed parts of the Western birth world. We were just talking about Western <laughs> medicine before. <laughs> before we started recording. So holding an even smaller role in women's health is that of the abortion doula. I get the question, what does an abortion doula do a lot? A good percentage of the population has heard of a birth or postpartum doula, but they can't, can't wrap their heads around what exactly an abortion doula would do. An abortion doula fills the very important role of holding space for mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being throughout the abortion experience. Like birth doulas, abortion doulas vary in their scope of practice. Some are present during the procedure, some only available surrounding the decision-making and healing. Depending on location, they may or may not be provided by the clinic. Some are hired or contracted privately and expand their service beyond the actual procedure to help, women make her, to help a woman make her decision and heal afterwards. Essentially, an abortion doula meets the needs of the head and the heart, while the procedure practitioners care for the physical abortion itself. The most important role of an abortion doula is to help a woman feel seen, validated, safe, and supported in her unique experience. I just totally lost my place and as I was reading, ah, da, 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 what is the most important role? <laughs> my dead giveaway. Yeah. Um, research shows that most women do not regret their abortions, but the landscape of feelings and experiences days, months, and even years after abortion varies widely. As in, is the case in all mental and emotional health, women are looking for connection and community in their human experience. And abortion doulas have the potential to offer that in many different ways. Whether you're considering an abortion or have had an abortion, it's well worth your time to explore how an abortion doula can help you make the most of your experience. A doula will help you thrive before, during, and after showing you how strong and capable you are of living your best life despite challenging circumstances. And that's what I have for us to kick off this conversation. That's really great. So, did anything stick out for you or like 
Do you have any moments where you're like, oh, I got to tell this story or? <laughs> well, yeah. So um, I think what initially stuck out to me first was um, holding space. Yeah. Um, because, you know, in this <laughs> world we have here, uh, there's not a lot of space for abortion yeah. um, unless it's, you know, either. I loved my abortion and I'm, you know, and that's it. Like I'm never, or I don't know. There's like this, I think the pro-choice side is very much like, I'm totally happy with my decision and like nothing can change that. And there's no other feelings involved sort of (laughs) in it. Um, And then the other side is like pure hate. (laughs) Like you're going to hell, you're evil. Like you murdered someone. Um, And like, holding space for like you said all of the different outcomes that you experienced as a birth doula too um, yeah yeah is honoring and this has been my kind of you know mo the whole time since i've had my own abortion um is that you know abortion is not black or white it's super super gray (laughs) there's all sorts of all sorts of outcomes there's all sorts of feelings they come and go they change you know you hold it with you for time your whole life pretty much afterwards um and yeah and it comes and goes and I think like especially in those really intense moments where you're going through it and then even after, you know, holding space is super important. And to have somebody else that's there with you to hold that with you is, yeah. I think, so powerful. And I think that's like at the core of what abortion doulas do. Um, and then also educating, you know, providing knowledge. Yeah. Because it's super sure. confusing. I remember being on the internet when I was about to, when I was deciding, like, yes, I'm, I, I mean, I pretty much knew right when I was pregnant, or right when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, 100%, I'm getting an abortion, because, and me and my partner had already talked about it, too, before we were, I was just like, yeah, if I get pregnant, I probably will have an abortion, yeah. and he was like, yeah, I'm okay with that, you know, yeah. and so it, it was a very quick decision for me, I didn't even think about it very hard or long yeah yeah um but it was I knew it was for the best you know um because I just was not in a place to be pregnant in my life um and so yeah I feel like I kind of forgot like what my train of thought was there but overall like I think just holding space is is huge and providing knowledge like when you're on the internet and you're scouring through right before you made your yeah (laughs) before your abortion you were on the internet before abortion I was on the internet (laughs) yeah scouring trying to figure out like you know what what's up what um okay I'm this many weeks what does this look like you know um and there's so many crazy websites on the internet trying to lie to you. Yeah. And also, like, when I was in high school and we had sex education, like, I didn't even 
know some really essential things about sex that like was part of the reason why I got pregnant so it's just like (laughs) real it's a really infuriating process so like having someone you know you can trust and then you know has like the right information I think is important too yeah yeah as you were talking I was imagining um like you know like one of those uh oh how do I (laughs) describe it like there's like kind of like a scale like on a um, soundboard or something where you can move the lever up and down or sideways or whatever I'm imagining this like right there's black at one side and white at the other and then there's all the gray in between and the thing about I feel like the thing about abortion is like most people are I would say most people they're somewhere on the gray scale but what's important to understand is that that moves right like yeah you're here you are at some point like and you're just like it's like a dimmer switch in the light in a room or something like you know all the reproductive things that happen for you you know a particular experience in sex or talking to another woman about her abortion or trying to get pregnant or um walking past protesters like that lever just keeps moving it's not like i'm black or white or i'm gray it's like it is just a constant evolution of processing absolutely um and i think what throws a lot of women is they they think like oh i healed from that like i'm good i can move on yeah it's like whoa the lever just shifted and now i'm a little confused again or i'm feeling again or i'm sad or i'm like so relieved that i made that decision or it's like just sliding all over the place all the time (laughs) all the time all the time yeah Yeah. and like you can still be in a good place with your abortion and feel like I've done the healing work and I'm like I'm I'm okay I've made peace with it but you can still have feelings you know (laughs) and I'm sure you know when I am gonna try to get pregnant again one day you know I'm gonna have a lot of feelings yeah. I'm already like anticipating it at this point. But just, you know, feelings of like, well, you know, if we're trying, like, I hope I get pregnant. I yep. hope that wasn't my only chance to be pregnant, you know? Um, and if I if, if I'm having difficulty, like, you know, yeah. I, there's there's a lot that can come up with all of the the stages you go through yeah. as a woman or as a you know, person with a uterus. Um, or as a person, yeah. I'm sure as there's a person, yeah. I mean, here, right? I mean, it's not really the population that I serve, but like men are struggling with these decisions too. Yeah. I've it's had, cool. um, do you know Glennon Doyle at all? Oh, I love her, right? Isn't she great? <laughs> so, I've had her book Love Warrior on my shelf for like maybe a year or more. Yeah. I like picked it up at a tag sale just because I knew I loved her and yeah. put it on the shelf. And like, I'd heard mixed reviews about it and I never really read it. And the new year turned. And for some reason, this happens to me a lot. Like I swear books like just pop off my bookshelf, but I'm like, I'm so going to hit you at the right that. time. Exactly. Like music too. Totally. So it's been there forever. I picked it up and, um, I've been reading it and you know, she, I was so glad she talks about this because she talks about her own abortion experience and how when she got pregnant, um, you know, and heard some news about her pregnancy, 
that she like just automatically went back to like, I'm being punished for my abortion, right? It's like, we just have, it's so natural to have these thoughts. And yeah. what unfortunately is not natural is having spaces to talk about these thoughts. <laughs> Yeah. So, so many women are thinking these things. And if it's not abortion, like most women who get pregnant are thinking like, oh, it's because I did drugs in high school or because I had sex too early or like, right. We're just like ingrained to like connect things in our lives and be like. Yeah. And unfortunately, I feel like the running theme and like what you're saying too is like, I think especially as we're like, as we're socialized as women, (laughs) We're taught to like blame ourselves in some way. Yeah, that's what she talks about. And I was like, oh, (laughs) it's just so. Yep. Yep. Because it's, you know, there's equal responsibility in pregnancy, you know? Yeah. 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 It was really interesting to read her. I'd love to have a conversation with her. How many women in the world would love to have a conversation with her? I know, for but, like, real. <laughs> to read her words around it. And, you know, there are still even questions I had for her where I was like, this can go way deeper, which of yeah. course, like, so yeah. much could always. But, um, I'll have to pick it yeah. up. It's just that scale, right? It's always changing in your your thoughts about your experience are always, always changing. And mine are too. Like, I mean, you don't get much more resolved than I am about my abortion, right? Like I write about it. I podcast about it. I talk about it. I coach people through it. Like doesn't get much more healed than that. (laughs) And I still have moments where I'm like, what would it be like if we had four? Actually my, um, my 12 year old daughter came to me yesterday and like, we'd had the conversation, but she hadn't really processed it all. I'm like, you know, mm. this is what I do for work. And like, and she, like her brain was just exploding. Like what? Like, it's so yeah. sad. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, 12 year old is really young too. Yeah. To talk about it. Yeah. I mean, and not that they shouldn't talk about it totally. more just like, that is a lot to process. Like yeah. as a 12 year old, you know, yeah. like you don't even really know about, you know, sex that much at 12 years old I mean depending on how much you've talked to her about it or what she knows you know and it's like that's like a lot because it's not not even just about sex it's about you know like life and death it's about yeah well that was what happened she saw you know like totally she saw a website that said like this many births per day this many deaths per day this many abortions per day and she was like that's sad that's a really big number and I was like let's talk about it. Why do you think it's sad? But totally, it was exactly what you're saying. Just like processing life and death and like, what does it all mean? Right. Um, and yeah. It, and the point is just that like, I'm pretty resolved around all this. And I was right. like, what, what, what would it have been like if she, you know, if she had this additional sibling and like, you mm. still have questions, right? You still have feelings around it and that's okay. And it's like anything and I don't want to call abortion traumatic, but it's like, an, it's like a life event. So it's like anything in your life that is somehow like a shock to the system mm-hmm. or a like milestone marker, right? You don't heal yeah. from sexual abuse and then never think about it again. You don't yeah. heal from neglect and then never think about it again. It's like, right. you know, we got to put this in that category of like a big life event. It's big. Yeah. Happy and it, or it's- sad too. It's like, 
you get married and it's a big event and you question it years later. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think too, you know, that's where abortion doulas can be super helpful because it's like, yeah, any big event that you go through in your life, you need your support system to get through it. Yeah. And because abortion can be such an isolating event in your life because of how polarized it is and because it's like like you know when I went through mine um I was 23 I'm 26 now yeah it was three years ago um coming up on four but yeah like I could not tell my mom mm -hmm. like I could not I told my friends but they had no like my none of my one of my friends who I'm like close with but not the most close with had had one yeah. um and then you know cut like a couple other out outside friends but like no none of like my really tight close-knit people had mm -hmm. had an abortion and I was scared to tell my mom mm -hmm. um I kept it a secret from her until it eventually came out in like this horrible like post abortion post like getting a cavity done when I was still just like my body was in such a raw state and I just was like I couldn't eat until nine o'clock and like dying my mom was like what's wrong and then it just poured out of me but like before that getting through the whole thing so you know so what happened for me was I um I chose to do a medication abortion. Yeah. Um, and then later on had to do a surgical abortion because there was, there was, the woman literally looked at me at my follow-up appointment and was like, you just have like a lot of schmutz up there. <laughs> I remember. <Yeah. laughs> it's just hilarious. But also she was just like, we can, you can wait another week, see if it all comes out or you can have the aspiration yeah right and whatever now like so the surgical one um but anyway that that's like a, a little part of it but so I mean I didn't have a lot of people to talk to yeah. and so one of those friends like my it was actually I was just sort of getting to know her but she was a friend of my partner and he yeah so he had you know I had known her sorry I'm being confusing I known her through him, yeah. um, and she. How I ended up connecting with an abortion doula, yeah, was through her. She had had an abortion, um, and she told me that she had a friend who was an abortion doula, and she gave me her number. And so I texted her. I was actually just looking. I still have the text message thread with this abortion doula um her name's Emma um oh. and uh I live in Massachusetts uh, um, there's a organization of abortion doulas in Boston called the um Boston they changed their name actually let me Boston Abortion Support Collective is what they're oh, called okay. now yeah um and so she's a part of that network but I didn't go through them I just had texted her and was like hey and, you know, my friend gave me your number, like, do you have time to talk right now? And then from there, like, she was so helpful yeah. in 
being somebody that I could like solely talk to about what was going on and because I did a medication abortion I was home right you know or I wasn't at my it wasn't like there was nurses and like care providers around yeah so like I was actually living with my parents at the time but um my partner I was able to do it at his house um and so he was there with me, but like, he's also going through it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like set up the space so that it was like, you know, kind of, you know, special and comfortable. And we said a little, a few words before I took the pills and like tried to make it meaning, you know, meaningful. Yeah. Um, Cause it is, but she, but having Emma there to, for me to be able to text her, whenever I needed to ask a question or whatever or I just needed to process something like she was there for me and she had she had been through one herself yeah she you know had supported people before who had been through it she has the knowledge and one of the greatest blessings that she gave me was like this you know sharing of resources like specifically the abortion diary podcast yeah um, yeah by melissa madera and mm-hmm. that like changed my life because that's where i really realized like the power of sharing your story yeah. and um and not even just for yourself to kind of like get it off your chest and also uh you know let go of some of the shame that is thrown on us um but just to to hear other women's stories um about their abortion experiences was just so i don't know just just yeah. so important for my own healing mm-hmm. um and so that was like well it's that community we're looking for and that like yeah. sense of belonging and also like every exactly. story is so different yes so then you're like oh my story is different too and you don't feel yeah. like why doesn't mine sound like my best friend or why doesn't mine sound like my sister or what, right? Like, why do I feel different things than this person I know? Yeah. And then you listen to a podcast like that and you're like, Oh, everybody's story. So different. Yeah. yeah. It's so amazing work. She like traveled around the country and like even the world, like, and recorded people's stories. That's incredible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like all different kinds of experiences, all ages. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah just having that, someone to lean into during that experience. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like a safety net, right? It's like yeah. you know you it have is. that support, that like pillar of strength who you can lean on. Yeah. Um if I, so powerful. Absolutely. And if I didn't have my partner, like I don't know what I would have done, like who I would have who would have been there with me right. when I took those pills. Like it's kind of scary you know, if you decide to do, do it at home, like, I wanted to just kind of be comfortable, and, um, wanted it to be a more, like, private thing, and I also have, like, pain issues, like, I have vulvar vestibulitis, like, just, like, pain, uh, when I try to have sex. Yeah. So also I felt like my whole abortion was like a punishment, you know, getting pregnant was like a punishment in some way. Like, I'm like, wow, I can finally have sex. Oh, but now you're pregnant. Anyway, 
Side note. But here we are, you know, we go back to like the blaming thing. It's just ingrained, but yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if I didn't have him with me, who would I have had with me? Yeah. And so many women do do this alone. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so like having, I think, you know, having somebody there to be with you when it's happening, um, I love that you can speak to the power of having someone there who wasn't physically there too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really important role. Um, I never did this as a birth doula, but I always thought like, and I'm actually open to now providing that service as a birth doula too. Like, yeah, sometimes you don't want someone there. You just want someone there. Like, right. Like, (laughs) just like if shit goes down yeah you're like it's normal why am I feeling this or just like just like it started right yeah having someone to say what's on your mind too is so powerful and I kind of love that your experience was that that person wasn't physically with you but they were with you and they're a meaningful part of your story and like you already referenced that's a text thread that you treasure and that means a lot to you and yeah I remember that as a birth doula too, like just knowing that I was one of the people, one of the very few people that my my clients and both husband and wife or wife and wife or whatever the situation was, like they could look at me and know that I was there every single hour, right? Because the nurses change and the doctors change and the midwives change and like you could see the comfort in them knowing that like somebody was there who yeah. did it with them, who knew that, who held that space like and experienced it with them. And of course on a completely different level, but like having that support is, there's just no words to explain yeah. how valuable it is. It really is. Yeah. Um, and she will always hold a special place in your heart for, for providing that role. Absolutely. For you. And like the fact that, and not that you have to have had an abortion to be an abortion doula. You can absolutely still be one. But like her sharing her bits of her experience was really yeah. helpful for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. like when I was talking to her about the fact that, you know, oh, like I um, I had to do the surgical abortion after, like, after I had already done the med- medical one, um, you know like, this feels really crazy, like, I really wish I didn't have to do that, and she was, like, you know, it's, they do that as a precaution, like, she was able to kind of, like, explain it to me, she was, like, they do it as a precaution, because they kind of need to save their asses, like, so that you don't get an infection, in a way, Um, and, like, you, if you're bleeding for longer than a week, like, it's okay, you know, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I don't know. So it's like, and that also gives you more power over your choice, right? Like, yeah, I have more information now. So now I can make an even more powerful choice and feel like I made a decision. Right. So it's like yeah. the more information we have, the more power we have and the more like support and community we have, like sure. the more room we have to use our power and to feel good about it. And to like, yeah. So yeah. Amazing. So Oh, thank you so much. Is there anything else you feel like some listener needs to hear before we wrap this up? Oh, um, there's, 
Yeah, I guess, you know, the one thing that's popping out to me is just that you're, you're not alone. Yeah. You know, that the statistic is true. <laughs> what is it? One in four, one in three. One in four, I was explaining that to my 12 year old yesterday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> was like, I hope I'm one of the three. I was like, me too, honey. But yeah, like it is, okay too. <laughs> it's a hard thing to go through, but mm -hmm. there are people out there that understand that are there to support you. Um, even if you don't know who they are yet. Yeah. Um, and That's you can awesome. lean into those people and, um, yeah. And that can really help, yeah. but definitely not alone. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Cause I'm sure there were many listeners who felt comfort in that and were like, that's, yeah. that makes, makes me feel less alone. So thank you for that. You. Well, it was so good to talk to you again. And, yeah. um, I know we'll stay connected and sure we'll see each other in the, in the future. Sounds good. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Amanda. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.